it's not even about you or him or you or your competition. It's who do you connect with? And so that's what I've seen is like your message and your brand and the way that you put yourself out there and your values. Like this is ultimately what attracts people, whether or not you're offering the same thing as your neighbor. On today's episode, I speak to the lovely Paige. Now, we connected very deeply on this episode and I had so much in common. It was a joy to record this episode with her. Now, Paige supports solopreneurs in the expansion, upgrading and up-leveling of their businesses and life through a blend of strategic business consulting and purpose coaching. Through being a solopreneur herself, she knows intimately well the path of entrepreneurship and discovering your purpose, aligning the two together. And this has become a personal mission of hers that she wants to give a clear path to anyone out there who wants to achieve the same while making a hugely positive impact in the world. We talk about all kinds of things on this episode from how to get out of that competition mindset to creating a path for your clients and students to follow to creating a business that works for you and isn't aligned with what you want to do in this lifetime it's a great episode and so we were just uh chatting and everything kind of just flowed so even the beginning of this episode just dive straight in i'd love to know what you thought of it hop over instagram and pop in uh the hashtag collaboration over competition to let us know what you thought you're listening to the collaboration over competition podcast it's quite cold up here at the moment it's starting to turn to autumn but it's so beautiful watching all the trees turn orange and I homeschool my little boy so we've just been like learning all about autumn and how uh, everything changes so yeah I quite like the autumn period I think I do too I love it it's funny I'm definitely a sun girl like definitely a summer person um but yeah I think we just should embrace the seasons as they come right exactly that's what I think like there's beauty in transition and Mm. I think that's what I like the most about it yeah Uh, definitely autumn gives me all kinds of like homey nostalgic Mm. feels you know yeah like big jumpers and hot chocolate okay so let's dive into collaboration we don't have to compete against each other. We can just help and support, grow and thrive together. There's an abundance for everybody. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this um, abundance mindset, right? Absolutely. Um, I was just, I mean, I have this conversation with clients and I see a lot of coaches. Um, they're just starting or they're pivoting. And a lot that, like one of the things that comes up a lot is like, yeah, but I'm doing the same thing as her. Like she's also a manifestation coach or he's also a six-figure business coach or Mm -hmm. this or that. And my business coach like has taught me through like years of deprogramming and like rewiring how my brain works really. Mm -hmm. Um, That there really is an abundance there's an abundance for all of us. There's a million coaches out there, but there's like also a billion clients out there. I just feel like there's, there's a never ending supply of people who, uh, want to work with you or like, and it's not even about you or him or you or your competition. It's who do you connect with? And so that's what I've seen is like 
your message and your brand and the way that you put yourself out there and your values, like this is ultimately what attracts people, whether or not you're offering the same thing as your neighbor. Absolutely. You could do exactly the same thing as somebody else, but you are the unique person, like USP in your business, right? (laughs) That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Great. This is my first podcast, by the way. Really? Amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad you're yeah. losing your podcast virginity. Yes. <laughs> so I thought it was really good when you talked about the soulpreneur. I thought it'd be really good for you to come on and just talk a little bit more, more about that. Yeah. And how um, people can have both, you know? Yeah, totally. So, you know, you don't have to just be spiritual and be poor or have lots of money and be non-spiritual. <laughs> right, exactly. It's not mutually exclusive. And there is this like mm, mindset shift that takes place. Like uh, money is the root of all evil. And if I can heal people or if I can help people, whether you're a healer, practitioner, whatever, if I have a gift that I just have and I can share it with you right now, Mm. then shouldn't I do that? Like, don't, isn't it wrong of me to ask for money? Like, this is a thing. This is very much like a mindset Mm. block, I guess. Um, Definitely. Feeling guilty or like how money is associated with evil or being greedy or profit or capitalism or this or that, you know, this, this thing. And so I, I try to like shift the conversation um away from that I mean I I get where they're coming from but you deserve to have a thriving business that you can live off of doing what you love yes because if you can make money off it think of the bigger impact you can have and you can invest that money in learning more skills or charity stuff that that impact you can have when you have more money to employ more people to have a bigger team you know you're you're denying the world you know of you being able to have a bigger impact if you don't allow yourself to accept that abundance of finance of wealth of growth of all that kind of cool stuff totally and like you have more to put into your business therefore you can reach more people and change Mm -hmm. more lives or help more people and this is just another way you know looking at money as the root of all evil is one way to look at it another way to look at the same topic is like money is the vessel through which I can reach more people and impact more lives positively Mm. this is the world we live in yeah absolutely one thing that I've been learning in the last sort of six months even so was that there's that whole um sales mindset that you have to be aggressive that you have to hustle that you have to put yourself out there that you have to dm people and be really aggressive but I've been leaning more towards the whole like attraction rather than kind of pushy pushy stuff and just Mm -hmm. being conscious of the type of people you want to work with and that's the conscious collaboration challenge that I'm doing that was the first video I normally the stuff that I do is around how to plan and how to organize and how to you know all of the masculine sort of how to have templates and this kind of stuff which has worked really well for me but you know I just feel there's that one thing missing so the first day of the challenge that I've created is all about setting your intentions and what kind of relationships you want to create with other people that you want to work with so totally important and having that um, mindset of like who your ideal client is or who your ideal student is and knowing what it would feel like to work with them then you know having success and how that would feel to you 
such a great part of that process at the beginning rather than yeah. just diving in and going my idol avatar does this 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 like no right. what does it feel like to work with these types of people who are they <laughs> yeah what are what is keeping them up at night not mm. you know going going beneath the stock photo that you put on your <laughs> persona Google we've all doc. done it <laughs> <laughs> like yeah and you're right this is crucial in the beginning laying that foundation like going beneath that what is the transformation that you are facilitating or Mm. supporting them through what does it feel like before they find you what does it feel like when they find your service what does it feel like after all of these things I think it's so important and I'm actually about to give a workshop on this in Berlin Oh, how exciting yes I mean people think you know you think marketing and business and you're thinking website, Facebook ads, you know, this and that. And people often miss this foundational work of like, okay, well, who exactly are you trying to reach? And like, what do they need to hear from you in order to know that what you're offering is or is not a perfect fit for them? Mm-hmm. You know, this is where yeah. sales are missed or this is where sales are made. It's this relationship, this understanding, this resonance with the other person. Um, Definitely. And I think a key part you said there as well is, is or is not, because there are going to be people who are not the right fit with you. And it's like those people in your life up until this date that have been taken out of your life, you know, for certain reasons, there's a reason why they're not the right person for you at this time, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's with clients and, you know, students as well is that, they're just not a good fit. And if you try and force that, I've done that before. I've been like, well, I just want everybody to come, mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody to join. Yeah. Like, I don't want anyone to feel left out. And it could just be that one person that doesn't quite have the right energy or doesn't quite have the right intentions for joining a group or a group program. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of makes it a totally different dynamic. And yeah. I wouldn't say spoils it because that's like not a very nice term, is it? But just kind of makes it, a different experience for everybody. Yeah. And like, I think there's some beauty in knowing when to say no, or even like having a client or maybe you really want some extra money or you want some extra revenue mm-hmm. and you get a lead and you know that this is not really for you and that's okay. You yeah. just let it pass. And this is definitely like a learning curve that I've had to experience like ever since I started so I've had my business for about eight years it was a consultancy for a long time in the last couple of years I've gotten into coaching which I realized these are two different totally different things you know Mm. one is like based on strategy and results and this and that it's straight business the other is like I don't know direction or facilitating or I don't know, more supportive, yeah. I guess. I guess consulting's more like telling people what to do, yeah. whereas coaching's more like getting them to think what they should, you know, exactly. try and get it out of them, what they feel would be right for them to do and getting for them to think for themselves. And it was a long time before I got my head around that as well. And I, I see myself as a consultant. I'm not a coach. Like I can't, I'm too mean to be a coach, but <laughs> I have worked with consultants and coaches before and I didn't realize what a coach was actually for. And I was like, I just need you to tell me what to do. (laughs) I was like, Mm -hmm. why are you making me do all the work? But then, you know, I got my head around, oh, that's what your job is to be, to get me to think. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
But yeah, I mean, I was doing everything for everyone. Like mm. I was working or taking clients in every industry imaginable, everything from like a mergers and acquisitions firm to like a yoga studio doing everything for everyone. And it felt like, yeah, I'm crushing it. I'm self-employed. Like, you know, this, this feeling, this goal that I wanted of, I guess being self-employed, I guess was the goal. And then I realized like, man, I don't like this. I don't like working with everyone. I don't like, I'm tired. I don't know. I think I'm just doing this for money. Mm. You know, I had one of those moments where it was like, the money is good and everything's great, but I feel like kind of dead inside and like, I'm just doing this. Yeah. I can totally relate to you. I worked for a corporate company doing marketing, just felt like who cares that there's another airline in the world or another alcohol brand. Then like you, I went into consulting and started my own business and I was working with people who were will writers who were like totally not (laughs) the type of people I wanted to work with and they because of that my mindset was like I don't want to work with these people they're a nightmare so they became a nightmare yeah oh yeah totally (laughs) and I found the ones that were the smallest as well and I was doing like tiny little bits for them were just taking up so much of my time Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I tried to expand that consulting by hiring other people to do stuff and that was fine but again you get to that saturation point where even if you have a team there still is not enough hours in the day to do everything and take care of yourself yeah totally yeah Um, I'm guessing you did a similar thing you just like streamlined things and focused on what really like got you excited to get out of bed on a morning yeah actually it was a little bit of that, a lot of learning, a lot of exploring different industries and niches mm-hmm. and different lines of work. And then um, mm-hmm. right before I launched Lightspace, I mean, it's really just like another iteration of my business. And this happened during lockdown. Wow. <laughs> so lockdown, I mean, quarantine came to Berlin like very fast I mean Mm. I remember like in the end of February my partner and I were coming home from Crete where we spend a couple months of the year and we saw people on the plane with masks and it was a little bit weird and it kind of freaked me out it felt a bit dystopic Mm. and then like within one week Berlin was shut down like everything was closed we had to stay in our houses this whole thing um happened so quickly didn't it it was so fast I mean it was in a matter of days And I guess things just went quiet, like all the distractions, obviously, like this went away, all the social popcorn, you know, dates with friends, Mm. yoga classes, this, that, this, that, these things that I'm just like almost mindlessly going to every day, this all went away. And then I went through like a Netflix phase. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Like, you know. We plot this on a diagram. It's like phase two, Netflix. <laughs> and I did that for like two weeks. And then, ah, yeah, I just started like digging a little bit deeper and realizing, okay, like, I, I guess I got bored enough to start mm. thinking, what do I really want? Like, what, what do I want in life? What, I mean, I know I, I'm an entrepreneur, but like, what does that mean to me? Who do I want to work with? What do I want to do? Um, and over the course of a few weeks, like 
I got regrounded with my meditation practice and just my spiritual practice because I was so like I was like done with Netflix and all I could do was just hang around my house and like <laughs> do yoga. Yeah. And these things just started bubbling up to the top, you know, over time, these ideas or these passions or these almost memories, like I was remembering things that I loved and that's how it felt. It didn't really feel like epiphany. It felt like, oh my God, where did this go? Like, here you are. Hello, old friend. <laughs> and I, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like I want to help people. I... I want to work with spiritual people or people into that space or in personal development, wellness, whatever. And so I thought, what can I do? Like, should I study Reiki? Should I, um, you know, do a yoga teacher training? And then I realized like, actually Paige, like your superpower is business strategy. And maybe you can just help these people with their business so that they can then have a business and live off of it and help more people. So I'm helping them. I see them as like these almost frontline workers mm -hmm. of the world cleaning up the mess out there. And I'm behind them, giving them a foundation to stand on and to serve from. Absolutely. And that, that was yeah. it. That was my moment. And the rest was like, oh my God, like I'm going to drop all fear. I'm going to like go on Instagram, make a website, like be, mm -hmm. not be quiet, not hide. I'm going to like fully just try this. Yes. And that was that. I hired a business coach and it was like the best decision I've ever made. Amazing. That's such a great journey to, yeah. I think that's why lockdown has been if you can think of the good things that about that have come out of it, that it's just been a great opportunity to get rid of all those distractions and connect back with yourself because literally there's nothing else to do. <laughs> and um, your story is very, very similar to mine. I did a yoga training course. I did a natural naturopathy, natural um, medicine course. Even this week I've been looking at doing like a sound healing course or a oh, breathwork yeah. course. And just because I'm really into those kind of things, yeah. but like you, I stepped back and I was like, yes, I love those things, but I don't know if I would want to actually do, do that for a living. Mm -hmm. um, it's good to like get that knowledge, but where my strength is like yours is in that kind of business and marketing and that kind of being the person behind the person. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and um, I think, yeah, that what you just, um, how you described it there was really good. Like supporting then yeah, I call them solopreneurs. And I yes. mean, yes solopreneur doesn't even it's not even like a niche or a oh you have to be a spiritual business or you have to be doing this it's more of like how you're like maybe the intention behind it mm. you know? yeah because Versus people might reason. not have a spiritual business but they may have some element of health wellness in their lives that they're interested in you know yeah. and that kind of encompasses that as well I suppose because it's because business nowadays is not just your business is it it's like your whole lifestyle yeah exactly and it's I mean I guess the idea is purpose driven and passion fueled mm. like doing something that you love like you're doing it with your heart and your soul even if that is tax accounting <laughs> you yeah. can be a solopreneur <laughs> if you <laughs> love what you're doing and you know it's more of the intention behind it and I think that's you know, it, can, it, it can include anyone um, yeah and I, I think these last six months people have um 
been more open to alternative things you know yeah. and less let's just listen to the news and listen believe what they say you know being more open to listening to their own intuition listening to their own guidance and getting the information from a, a, a wide range of resources and then just choosing what feels aligned and right for them yeah totally trusting ourselves again Mm, absolutely there's a me and my partner have been doing a lot of work this last year and it's all about he keeps saying oh I just keep have to practice I have to learn this I have to do this right way and I was like you don't have to do anything so much you have to undo <laughs> you know oh, yeah you have to just all all I all I'm trying to help support you do is to remember who you are and kind of get rid of all that conditioning and you know the shoulds the words the coulds from whoever it is that you've been you know grown up with um absolutely yeah. I guess that's the same thing in our business isn't it we feel like we should be doing a certain thing we we see you know in terms of competition we see other people around that are doing similar things but doing better than us or perhaps we go to that negative place of like how can they get this and I don't you know and yeah. it's how can you be thinking more like if they can do this that they're leading the way like they can do it then I can do it you know yeah which is true. I mean, and that's absolutely the mindset. And just remembering that we don't, we don't know what's going on beneath the surface or behind the the Instagram. Mm. You know, like that's also part of it is it can just be an illusion. So you shouldn't really base, you should not judge yourself based on that. No, and this is a great example. I'm sat here like <laughs> not not very glamorous. It's just real life. Yeah. but people don't talk about that do they and yeah. I think um more and more people are being honest and open about what's really going on behind the scenes but mm -hmm. we still love those photos because we you know it's that aspiration isn't it and it's yeah. that like and I don't think we should shame people for having these aspirational photos it's just that as long as they share that along with like real life <laughs> so yeah. people don't think you have to be perfect 24 7. Totally and I, I feel like this is at least on my newsfeed the things that mm -hmm. I'm engaging with people are keeping it pretty real and yeah. pretty down to earth and I really appreciate that and admire that and you know I think I would like to think that we all you know we've all seen the evolution of social media we've all seen the good and the bad and the ugly about it and you know collectively maybe we take a bit more responsibility you know yeah so if there was um a soulpreneur listening to the podcast now a lot of my audience are into all things health spiritual and wellness if they were wanting to um grow and develop their business say they're just doing one-to-one -one coaching at the moment what mm. kind of advice what kind of path would you um advise they go on mm -hmm. so this is actually what I love the most about my work is taking your one-on-one -on -one offer. So the core of what you do, maybe you're a you know one-on-one -on -one coach or you are a energy healer and you're doing one-on-one -on -one sessions, whatever that is, whatever the core of that is, you've got your one-on-one. -on -one, so we book that out and then we're going to expand that offer. So I call it a product pyramid. I don't think I made that term up. I think it exists, but um, Product pyramid. So if one-on-one -on -one is at the top of your pyramid, this is the highest touch, high ticket, 
You know, it requires 100% of your focus. You're trading time for money. Um, that's great. The other side of the coin is that there's a finite amount of hours in the day, which means there's a finite amount of clients you can take, therefore a finite amount of revenue you can make. Um, so we take that and we expand it downward and we'll create your first group program. So taking that same core content, that same core service and repackaging it a little bit so that you can serve more people at once. This could look like a group program. You can take that same thing and repackage it again into courses or workshops or a mastermind or a membership. Um, the idea is, is that the core of it is more or less the same. So you are just repackaging your offer and you're creating these other streams, you're planting these seeds and they'll start growing. Some of them are going to be at a premium price, like your one-on-one -on -one coaching or like your group program. Um, some of them you can, will sell passively and it'll be automated. Some of them will be recurring. So all of these things working together gives you a business that you can live off of and that you, I mean, it's a legit business model. You can grow your business. You can live off of this. You can hire people. You can plan for the future. So that in and of itself is what I work with clients on. It's taking your offer and expanding it to multiply your revenue and, you know, let you create more programs and more offerings because that's also super fun. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Does that and make that's, sense? Um, I used to teach people how to scale as well, but I focus more on just the courses and affiliate programs. But that is just the perfect way to do it. People think you have to have like a hundred different courses doing all different things and lots of different offers, but to have that same one thing that you do so well, starting off with a one to one, getting feedback, learning, and then group, mm -hmm. and then just growing and modifying and making things better and better and better and just keep your focus because yeah. sometimes people do one thing they get feedback that 50% said it was good 50% said it was not good and they go oh scrap it and start again <laughs> like mm -hmm. doing something totally different and I think you take that 50% bad feedback and you make that program better yeah totally I mean don't have to reinvent not, the wheel every time it's not to say yeah of course it's not to say that you, you know, you, you might have different topics in mind. You might want to create these different courses and like, you can do that. Um, and that will come, I mean, throughout this journey, throughout creating or repackaging your core offer, you are going to be building up a lot of content. You're going mm. to, you're of course going to expand in your consciousness and you're going to start wanting new things. Like that's natural. And that will come, you know, I just, I think it's, it's good to focus and really hone in on your signature thing. Mm -hmm. Let that grow, let that marinate. And of course, you know, do other things, iterate, yeah. bring other things into the mix. But there is something to be said about focus and not giving up on something, you know, mm. just let and it grow. Have that, those core offers where you start to build a team around that building yeah. a, a community do you know people who manage the course that doesn't necessarily require any more of your time apart from when you created it exactly. and I think once you have it kind of running 
not without you, but like obviously the one-to-one requires your time. Then mm-hmm. you can move on to do, a, you know, start another aspect of your business or you know so many people try and juggle too much and it's something that I've learned over this last year as well is that I only really want to work an hour a day and I know Mm -hmm. if I have more than one podcast session or more than one um training session if I have more than one thing a day I get burnt out exhausted Mm -hmm. and I just don't want to do it anymore whereas if I just have one I enjoy it Mm -hmm. I like relish in it and then it like rejuvenates me yeah and you can put all of your energy into it and Mm. if that one thing per day is face to face with a client you can hold that space properly and really be there you Mm. know without feeling burnt out or without feeling any sort of resentment that you have to be there yeah and I think Um, it's just understanding yourself isn't it like some people enjoy and thrive on being super busy mm. whereas other people like me I just I like to be all or nothing so (laughs) trying to do all for like so many things just doesn't doesn't work and I've been reading uh Kate Northrup's book which is called do less I don't know if you've read it um but I'm on the section at the moment which is all about learning to do less and how to kind of plan your projects not only around your monthly cycle but around the annual seasons as well and just you know allowing yourself to have periods where you just maybe do creative tasks or like at the moment is my period where I'm just super like energized and want to do lots of things and Mm -hmm. it's it's just to kind of manage your month and your year around that and allow yourself time in the winter just to just enjoy we were talking about the having warm jumpers and having hot drinks and just like (laughs) candles on and just kind of embracing the seasons yeah I yeah I couldn't agree more and I mean if you put the, the time in to cultivate a business model that supports those goals and those desires, I think that's what it's all about. Um, so I had a client and she was doing one-on-one energy healing sessions. She's a master Reiki practitioner and divine feminine channel. And so she was doing one-on-ones. I mean, that was her thing. And then around five years ago, courses were all the rage. And so we shifted her business online and created some courses and some group programs. And so that was her first step of like taking her one-on-one thing, making more of a program out of it. So like creating a curriculum behind it, which was really fun for her. It helped her discover that she loves the divine feminine, you know? So she was able to then create a whole program based on this newfound passion. And build that up and then that became automated it turned into courses um and she had all this time on her hands because her one-on-one sessions became like 380 per session Mm. so she then enjoyed doing it because it's every now and then and she's making really good money on it her programs and courses are selling themselves and she decided she wants to start um leading retreats twice a year in costa rica beautiful And that's what she does. Twice a year, she leads a women's retreat in Costa Rica. Her business is still working for her. And that's her thing. And that's what she puts her energy into. And other months out of the year, she's chilling. She's hanging out with her husband and her cat and (laughs) traveling or doing whatever. And like, that's her pace. That's her thing. And that's fine. And yeah, yeah, this grows over time. She just recently launched um, a women's circle. So like she's still dabbling and still 
you know, iterating and creating new ideas and programs based on what people are looking for now and what's cool and in now. So this is all possible. It just, you know, it took her seven years, which probably isn't that long, to be honest. Um, Not in the grand scheme of business, is it? Yeah. And um, you were talking about like, you know, she gets to do the things that she's interested in now. She doesn't have to do, as we were talking before, you know, just to make money. She does it because she is intentionally designed her life to be this way to incorporate in that time with her husband and with her cat my cats just keep jumping on my laptop (laughs) and just that is just the turning point for me was when I just decided that I wanted to I homeschool my son we go off on all kinds of adventures Mm -hmm. people think I'm crazy but that's just the life that I wanted to create and um you know there is no right way to do can you hear him in the background now (laughs) (laughs) you know there is no perfect or right way it's just whatever's right for you and that is evolves over time because what you want to do in your business in your life now is going to be different in six 12 months who knows what the world's going to be like (laughs) but it's important to listen to yourself when you feel like it's too much or not enough yeah yeah you really owe it to yourself to try you know, yeah, and, and fail. Would, yeah, fail. Like try, <laughs> try again. I mean, I launched, relaunched, tried so many different times. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in, when I graduated from uni, I tried to start an online clothing store, and I gave up after like yes. two months. And it, <laughs> I don't even like shopping online or clothes. Like I just wanted this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I wanted. I didn't want to be chained to a desk in a corporate office. Like I wanted to travel. I was hearing all about digital nomads and like this whole thing. And I was like, Hmm, what can I do to get that? So I think maybe if, you know, some people, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it. It's not really a matter of career goals versus lifestyle goals. I think the two can live in harmony even. Mm, It's just about putting what you want first, like really going for it. Yeah. And speaking to people like you who have these structures and plans and guidance to be able to help guide people through that because they need to be in their genius. You know, their genius is doing sound healing sessions or Reiki or, you know, divine feminine training. Um, And for them to try and learn all of the stuff that you and I know. Yeah, forget about (laughs) it. It's like us trying to learn all the stuff they know. Like, it's just not very effective use of your time. And having a coach, a consultant, a going through a course, you know, something where you can get the structure and the knowledge to be able to scale and thrive um, in your business is just like the best investment ever. (laughs) totally agree even as a business coach myself like yeah I always have a mentor definitely you have to practice what you preach right you can't tell everyone else to have a coach when when you don't have one yourself (laughs) and I mean even I hear from clients a lot or people who are becoming clients it's always okay well what are you you know what are you struggling with like what makes you feel like you need to call in support and they a lot of times they say I have all these ideas. I really want to do this. And they, they really want to do insert like end goal or end product. I really want to create a course or I want to launch my business online. I have all these ideas and it's all just like swirling around in my head. And like, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do first. And so therefore I've been thinking about this for six months and I haven't done anything. 
you know, and that's, mm-hmm. I think, the beauty of a coach or a consultant or any kind of like support in your business is someone to an external third party person to see it from the outside and lay out a plan for you and a roadmap and say, hey, don't focus on this, focus on that, tackle these three things first, you know, and then it just, it gets so much easier. I mean, that, that happened when I started Lightspace, like I was, I don't even, I think I was like on my third website iteration (laughs) and my business coach was like, no, let's, um, let's find your ideal clients and let's reach out to them. Let's do this. Yeah, this it was like, wow. Like, oh my God. I know business, but yeah, everyone needs help. Like everyone can use the support, you know? Definitely. And I mean, I'm, I am graphic design through and through. So designing landing pages and <laughs> graphics and literature all over it, but copy, like these pages are bare. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm definitely so, yeah. So I, but I get excited in the creation aspect of it and I'm not very good at the following through. So I have tons of ideas, yeah. most of which have just never happened because I get bored or I get distracted or, you know, so that's where it's not only having a coach gives you that path but also it's the accountability you know making sure you do it (laughs) and if you're not doing it why not if it's because it doesn't feel right that's fine but if it's just because you're scared of something or there's something blocking you or you feel like you're not enough or you're not ready then that's where a coach comes in to help with that confidence isn't it yeah absolutely awesome so in terms of collaboration have you when you were doing consulting did, did you have any collaborations that worked really well? Have you ever like done collaborations with people that would be perceived as your competitors or? Hmm. I partnered up with other consultants and service providers and we would put our heads together and go after projects together. I think because we mm. knew Mm, for the total picture it's going to be great if we're all involved and then yeah we can do a better job and we'll 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 probably get this project if we all pitch it together I can't do it by myself you can't do it by yourself so in that sense yes like I have teamed up with people who could have easily been competition um and it always worked out really nicely. I mean, even if we decided we don't want to work together again um it was it was good. I mean, I've never regretted the collaboration. Um, I'm a huge fan of that really. Yeah. I mean, even this is a collaboration, right? Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) I was working together and like you being introduced to my audience and, you know, I think collaborations come in all shapes and sizes and it doesn't necessarily have to be a big partnership agreement or something. It can just be that you hop on each other's Instagram stories and do like a fun takeover. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be like super intense. So I always like to ask people what their kind of daily routine looks like, you know, what kind of habits do they have that keep them on track and successful? So I'd love to hear some insights into, uh, seeing as you're child free, (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to indulge in your kind of daily rituals and things that you do to set, set your day up. Yeah. So I wake up around 6.30, which I've grown to love being a morning person. Mm -hmm. And a few times per week, I go to the gym in the morning. 
and I'll run for 35 minutes or so just to like empty my mind. You know, I'm not even tracking my kilometers or whatever. I'm just doing cycles until I'm sweating, until I feel that current mm-hmm. running through my body. So I like to do that. And I grab an espresso shot on the way there, <laughs> um, which recently the cafe on my street, they recognize me and they have my espresso shot ready for me. So it seems <gasps> like swap on the way past. Accomplishment. <laughs> So I do that. And then uh, in between, I try to drink as much water as possible, which surprisingly is so easy to forget. Um, Mm -hmm. That's something I'm trying to be more aware of. And then I come home from the gym. I have a shower. I get ready. And around um, 8.30 or so, I light some incense. I do some journaling. I kind of just set myself up, set my day up mentally, um, and just have kind of a, another moment to myself. Um, and recently, I mean, during the summer and spring, especially during lockdown, I would have a walk in the morning around the canal or go and sit at my favorite cafe outside and write in my journal or listen to a podcast. Um, so that ritual there really sets the rest of my day up, especially the exercise part. Mm, um, and then a few times a week, I actually go to sound bath and I do sound healing. This has grown to be something I absolutely love and a ritual that I would not want to live without. I think it's so relaxing and just wonderful to, again, empty the mind, you know, let your body relax for a couple of hours. Um, a couple times per week, I do yoga. I've recently have gotten into yoga nidra. I discovered yoga where you can just lay on the ground and meditate. (laughs) This is my style. (laughs) Oh, amazing. So yeah, um, I pull Oracle cards every now and then when I'm in the mood. Um, I'm actually uh, doing a breathwork facilitator training. So I'll do breathwork a few times per week. And yeah, I'm trying to fill my day more with these kinds of things. So like getting off the laptop, putting down Mm -hmm. the phone, moving the body, moving the energy around. Um, Yeah, just this is kind of what I, it almost feels like, I mean, it's a lot of effort too, you know, because I could easily spend another hour on the laptop. I could easily just open it up in the morning and start working, but Right now, I'm trying to like really ground myself and establish this balance. Yeah, of doing things that I love and doing things that are good for my body and my mind, while also moving the needle in my business. You know, mm, definitely. I found the more I sit at the laptop, the less I make <laughs> in terms of impact, money, and all that kind of stuff. Because it's almost like you're not, tr- you know, trying, 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 or like there's that kind of I don't know when I just take a step away and go for a walk or take my son to the park and just relax and connect with myself I just feel like everything is just easier yeah totally and definitely when you were saying about breath work I did my first session I think it was during lockdown and when I the first 10 minutes I was like oh this is silly I'm just breathing that's all <laughs> and then literally as soon as i that thought popped into my head 
like a wave of emotion and I was just crying like I've never cried like uncontrollably oh my god and like feelings came up that I thought I'd got rid of you know that I thought I had dealt with and it was just the last little bit coming up but it was just like wow and like afterwards I just felt so light and like I slept like a baby (laughs) amazing I mean yeah it's just breathing right but it's I don't know. You go through this amazing threshold once mm. you get into it and things come up, things release. Like it's, yeah. breath yeah. And it's not always like, sometimes I just have a session and it's just like, just kind of clears my mind a little bit yeah. and any little things, niggly things just kind of disappear. But yeah, yeah there is that one time like every few months when it's like, whoa, right. <laughs> where yeah. did this come from? <laughs> I, I, okay. So like, I don't even know how long ago before I moved to Berlin, which was just like a massive leap of faith. It was like, I want to, I want to travel around Europe. Hmm. Let's go. And I'm, I sold my car. I sold everything I owned. I like got rid of all of my belongings in Atlanta Mm. and left. But the months leading up to that, I had a lot of time on my hands. I had one client. I was just around like getting self-employment figured out and every day I would go in my backyard lay in my hammock and meditate for like an hour and meditate it just kind of taking a time out like nothing nothing super structured I wasn't like I don't know meditation for me was just kind of listening to the trees and watching the leaves Mm. interact and visualizing my goals and visualizing taking that step and getting on the plane and figuring all of it out you know this leap of faith I didn't know what was on the other side and doing that practice every day or several times per week I'm completely sure that helped me get to where I am now like that really set me up it really grounded me and connected me with this deeper desire to I don't know, maybe do what I'm doing now. Like that could have yeah. been the beginning of it. Mm. And I'd come back to that feeling. And I I rediscovered that feeling in quarantine when things got quiet and I just spent more time with myself, going inside, having a look around, dusting the dark corners of myself, <laughs> you know? And then this was born. And so I have grown to really appreciate and like there's something about that quiet time, you know, and giving yourself that quiet space to let these bubbles come up and let Mm. these, let these things bubble up to the top that otherwise maybe wouldn't if you're on Instagram all day or you're digging into your email all day or you're socializing during all of your free time or whatever, you know? Busy, 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 busy. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of the driving force of like this desire to create more balance is what's the next, what are the next bubbles that are going to come? You know, it's, it can be really exciting. And it's sometimes it's difficult for people who haven't done that before, given themselves that space. Um, And because it's scary, Oh yeah. You know, and I know there's a lot of people in my life who will always have the radio on, who will always have the TV on, who will distract themselves with food, with alcohol, with busyness because they, it's just too scary to sit 
in silence you know mm. and I found the first few times I get really distracted so <laughs> I set a timer on my phone I was like right this was years ago when I first started meditating I was like I'm gonna sit here for two minutes but I would get so bored <laughs> and it wasn't until having my little boy that those times when I did used to go upstairs just for 10 minutes you know would just became an indulgence mm. and like a really special time that I had just me and myself yeah. <laughs> and like you say to just kind of envisage what you would like your life to be like or something that you desire or something yeah. that you want to feel or you know just take yourself and it doesn't necessarily have to be you know a lot of us want to have something but our lives at the moment look absolutely different to the things that we want and sometimes when we look around at what's going on perhaps when we look at our bank statements when we look at the house we live in the car we have the friends we have we just think oh this is not this is not what I want Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it is all about that contrast because that drives us towards what we do want Mm -hmm. absolutely but also it's okay to take 10-15 minutes to yourself to close your eyes and want something more better for yourself and imagine that is happening now and write post-its now I am wealthy or I am married or I am whatever it is I am sat on a beach sipping cocktails Mm -hmm. you know and it it's not that fake it till you make it it's that like feeling of how it would feel to just make Mm -hmm. sure that is exactly what you want (laughs) calling it in and yeah I mean really like speaking that into reality like putting Mm. out that frequency of I have it not you know, they, with manifestation, they talk about like, that's how you should be talking as if it's mm. yours, as if you have it, um, is talking about wanting it or you don't have it yet. I don't know. Yes. Something about the, the universe doesn't know the difference in a way. Like if you have it, then it's yours. It's already mm-hmm. yours. So live and act and talk and be as if it's already yours and it will be yours. Yes. I attracted my partner like exactly (laughs) like this. We'd been together like six months and uh, maybe it was even less. And he saw my vision board and he was like, oh, what's this? And I was like, that is you. I manifested you. That is you. (laughs) And I said, everything apart from your face is exactly what I like. I would close my eyes like every morning and every night for like a whole year. (laughs) Like how I wanted it to feel. And like how I feel in this relationship is how exactly how I wanted to feel. And it's just kind of like amazes me every day. Like I listened to a, um, it was, I can't remember what it was called and I can't find it on YouTube anymore because I want to share it with everybody, but it was like Mm -hmm. affirmations, but it was not necessarily like, I want a partner. It was like, I am amazing. Like Mm -hmm. I deserve this. And it was that, that what I, that's what I needed at the time because I felt like, I wasn't good enough like I didn't deserve to be treated the way I treat other people you know and like there's nobody out there like everybody's taken (laughs) that was the kind of mindset I was in and it kind of I had to come back to like you know if I am like this in a relationship there's going to be other people who are like this (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he treats me like a million times better than I would ever treat him you know so I've had like attracted in everything and 10 times more yeah that's amazing that's yeah super cool (laughs) yeah 
I love love. <laughs> Yay! I know it's amazing, isn't it? I did uh, when I split up with my ex partner. I I read Conscious Uncoupling, and then I read oh, Calling yeah. in the One, and I did all of the work. So I was oh, just so right. ready. And but it was just that last little bit of be- actually believing that I deserved it. Yeah, it's it crazy. The final oh, piece of the puzzle. Yeah, like that is the that's the differentiator. Is yeah. really believing it, believing mm. it. and being confident enough to lean back. I used to always chase and like yeah. lean into relationships and please people and like not want to upset people and like change yeah. myself for them. And it wasn't until I, the universe threw me one last curveball, and it wasn't until <laughs> I said to that relationship, no. And I walked away the first time I'd ever split up with anybody. (laughs) And it wasn't till I said that literally the next week, like my partner came into my life and I've just been leaning back ever since. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. That's so inspiring. Yeah, it's such a cool, like, it's been such a great journey to just be able to be myself. my crazy like hormonal (laughs) self. We should do another um session about like conscious love (gasps) let's do it definitely (laughs) we can tell our stories and help others who are a bit stuck yeah definitely well it's been so great talking to you yeah likewise is there any uh kind of tips or things that you want to just leave people with at the end in terms of you know their business or any strategies that are like cool at the moment (laughs) I I mean, the first thing that's coming to my mind is just like, be authentic. Don't feel pressured to always be on or always be creating or always be producing. Just be yourself, show up however feels right for you. And remember that there's an abundance. Like we're not running out of time. We're not running out of clients. It's only getting better. Yeah. I think that's so important to just take your time because we kind of get told when we're at school, you have to reach this next milestone and you have to do this and you have to graduate by this time and you have to get a job by this time and you compare yourself to others who graduated the same time as you. I've got a better job than them. They've got a better job than me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like if they taught kids when they finish school to just go find themselves, like, and what they really enjoy doing, you know, I think then, yeah, they would choose careers that would be like long-term careers because it would be yeah. more aligned with what they really love doing. But yeah, totally it's a great perspective. And then finally, oh, stupid things just fallen out of my ear. <laughs> um, finally, I just wanted to ask you, what is that one thing that you're obsessed with at the moment? So I don't, I don't mean like world peace or anything like big, just like mm. a Netflix show or like you talked about sound healing or like something that's like really specific it's I've got to go with sound healing yeah this is like my ride or die at the moment Mm. I love exploring this healing modality it's it's incredible I think um So that is what I'm really into right now. Being a student, being a person who attends, I'm actually doing a workshop on Sunday just to like learn more about science behind it. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes. I mean, yeah, I love it. I would recommend it to anyone. Find a local sound healer, sound bath, give it a try. Give it two tries. (laughs) Absolutely. what you think. And you can find, uh, for those of people who aren't wanting to leave the house... (laughs) or can't because there isn't really anywhere open around here yet there are 
um, if you search on YouTube, it's not the same experience, but that's how I'm getting my, yeah. you know, it's, my sound yeah, feeling totally. at the moment is just trying to learn. Mm, but it's just like such a nice, it's funny because you have to be in the right. My partner's like, what is this? Just sounds like I'm at a spa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, all right, just, <laughs> just listen properly. No. <laughs> But yeah, and everybody comes to things when they're ready, right? He's yeah. not ready, so he can he's learning about other things at the moment. So mm-hmm. um yeah, that's excellent. So if people are wanting support with their business, how can they come and find you? Come to my website or Instagram, yourlightspace.co is the website. Instagram is yourlightspace. And it, we will just talk like we'll make an appointment we can talk face to face see what you're what you're dealing with and go from there awesome i will put links in the description as well so people can just click and make it as easy as possible (laughs) it's been just so divine like intervention as finding each other and speaking today because we have so much in common and so much like of our stories are similar that it's just been so like fun to talk to you and so often in the world at the moment you know you come across people who just don't get don't get you or don't get it and I think the important thing to remember is like whatever you're into no matter how strange or weird you think it is there's going to be other people in the world who are into exactly the same thing so don't ever give up your weirdness there's (laughs) community for everyone I think yeah absolutely and find those people and hold Mm -hmm. on to them and collaborate and you know build a community around your business yeah awesome Thank you, Paige. Thank you so much, Rachel. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Let's stay in touch. Bye.